0: A sukkah that is taller than esremamba. So, Rashi says a rule, which is going to become very, very important for the first parrot. When we say the word sukkah, me and you, we're thinking about the panels, the walls. When a missionary, Gemara, says the word sukkah, it's referring to time. I'm not talking about your walls. I don't care about your walls. I mean, we'll have to talk about walls eventually. But when we say the word sukkah, Rashi says, I'll shame the schach, it's curry sukkah. When we talk about sukkah, we're talking about the schach. So Rashi so says the Mishnah, sukkah gavaya. If the schach is higher, lamala, higher than. May Esther Ama 20 amas in the air is Psula. If schach, if a Sukkah is taller than 20 amas, the Sukkah is possible. And of course I have to talk about that today. Why? But that is the first din of the Mishnah. If the Sukkah is higher than 20 Amot, higher than 20 amas, the Sukkah is possible. Rebuta Macher. Rebuta says it's okay. Veshenig vayasar and if the schach is not even ten tefachim high, then it's for sure a puzzle. Even Rabbi Yehuda doesn't argue. Psel number three: V'she'ain l'shalish tfanis. If a sukkah doesn't have three walls, it's also a puzzle. Which means she'ain If it, if the schach doesn't have three walls, if you don't have three walls in your sukkah under your schach. It's also psul. If you only have two walls, it's possible. And finally, vishachamsa. And if its sun, maruba metzilsa, is more than its shade, it's psula. Which means if a schach, we discussed this in the second parak, where do you measure this? Do you measure it at the roof or do you measure it on the floor if the sun expands? But if a schach is more than 50% bare, if the schar is lacking more than 50% in area, then your sukkah is possible. So these are four psulim in the Mishnah, and we're going to have to discuss them one by one. So let's go straight into the Gemara. Before we start the Gemara, we need a little word of Hagdama. So we're familiar with an Eruf, and most people think that the eruv the eruv is the thing the wall around the area that's the eruv not real an eruv is any area that's not a real rishon sarabim can be turned into rishon yaachad the main way you turn something into rishon yaachad what makes your house your house what makes your house is the kitchen. The kitchen that you eat together is what makes a house into a house. Right Nelson? What makes a house into a house... That's what you're implying there. Is, is a kitchen. Because what, why is a house a house not a dormitory? Because <laughs> you eat together. The single thing that brings a house together is common eating. So when you want to make an Erev, when you want to make a combination of people, you combine food. And that, what, and that is what makes an Erev an Erev. So let's say you have a Mavui, which is an area that's somewhat between Rosh and Rosh it's surrounded by three walls, and one empties into Rosh And you want to make it carryable. You want to make all the people in the Mavui able to carry in that Mavui. So, you have to make a shituf. You have to make an Erev. Erev means to combine. Erev doesn't mean a wall. An Erev or a shituf means to combine. <coughs> so we make that box of matzahs and that gura. and now we're able to carry in the Mavwi. All the streets in Baltimore are Mavuis. Maybe the beltway's not. So, we now have an Erev, we're all able to eat together. <coughs> the Chazal want to make sure that you do not confuse, you know, Smith Avenue with Coney Island Avenue. So Chazal say, if you have an erev, you have to have a kura or a lechi going across the end of the muvel. The need for the walls is to remind you, is to remind you that hey, hey, you're not in Rosh Hashanah. That even though you can confuse this with Rosh Hashanah, it's a Mavoy, there's cars, there's a lot of people. So you don't confuse your street, which has an air and you're able to carry with a Rosh Hashanah like the Beltway or 13th Avenue or something like that. I don't know if that's Rosh Hashanah or FDR Drive. It's definitely not a the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> FDR Drive is by having a Lehi or a Kura a crossbeam across the end of your mavwi. So you need to see this crossbeam. In order for the air to be kosher. you need to see the crossbeam. So here's where it ties back to our Mishnah. The din is the same. Just like in our Mishnah, this ha has to be visible to you, so it has to be within 20 amos because something above 20 amos is not visible to you, so, so too by Erevin, so too when we make a Mavui <laughs> into a Roshas Hayyachid, we make a Mavui into just one big house, there has to be a sign that we all see that hey, this is not a regular Roshas you can only carry up until here, this is a Roshas Hayyachid, there has to be a visible sign. And that sign, that bar, has to be within 20 amas of the ground, just like our Mishnah. So now we're ready to talk. Our Mishnah says if the bar is higher than 20 amas, your, your, our Mishnah says if the ischach is higher than 20 amas, your sukkah is puzzle, and the Mishnah and Erevin says if your bar going across the mavoi is higher than 20 amis, your mavoi, your Erev, is puzzle. That's the similarity. The difference is the difference is that the Mishnah in Erevin doesn't say it's puzzle, It just tells you you should fix it. Here it said it's puzzle. And that's what bothers the Gemara. Tanan awesome. we learned in Erevin, Mavui A Mavui that its crossbeam is taller, higher than 20 amas. Yemayit. You have to make it smaller. You have to bring it down. You have to lower it. Rabbi Huda, who consistently argues here and there, says, no, ain't it sarach, you do not have to lower it. So says the Gemara, we're trying to express the same point. We're trying to say that anytime time you need something to be visible, it has to be within 20 amas. So then how come, when we say your schach is above 20 amas, we don't even tell you how to fix it. We don't say lower, it's a puzzle. You're out. And by Erevin, when you violate the same issue, you make your movoy higher than 20 amis. We don't say, hustle, you're out, you're dead. We just say, you know, listen, you have to lower <coughs> it. Asks the Gemara, Maishna, why is it different? Gabba sukkah. By suka. detani psula, that it just says, Puzzle, goodbye. U'maishna gaba gabba movoy, detani takanta. And why, by mavui does it say, affix? It says, lower it. Says the Gemara, two answers. Number one, sukkah deiraisa tanipsula. A sukkah, its height is deiraisa. How high a sukkah is, is in the Torah. Which means the Torah says you need a sukkah. The definition of a sukkah, as we will see in a minute, is something that its roof is within 20 hammers of the ground. And therefore, there is an objective din called sukkah, which is not ours to tamper with. The Torah said it. So when you violate what the Torah says, when you don't do what the Torah asks, so you know what I call that? It's not mine to tell you what to do. It's not my idea. I didn't make up this thing sukkah. Me, the Mishnah, us, the Tanayim, us, the Halacha, did not make up this din of 20 hours. The Torah did. So when you are not in Concert with the Torah, when you are not doing what the Torah asks, I just you know I'm like the umpire, I call balls and strikes. It's possible. I'm not gonna tell you how to fix it. It's possible. You want to do what the Torah calls a sukkah, you didn't. It's possible. Says the Gemara, sukkah deiraisa sukkah, which is a preordained. The Torah says what a sukkah is, and you didn't do it. Taniphsula. So, the comment that the Mishnah has about it is it's Basel. Mavoi, Durabanon, a Mavoi is a Rabbanan, which means there's no Din in the Torah that tells you how to make an Erev. There's no <laughs> objective halacha that you violated. You're coming to us. How do I make this Mavoi carry in a bull? How do I make this Mavoi able to carry in it? You got to make it within twenty amma. So I'm going to tell you well, if that's too high. Make it a little lower. There's no objective din that I, I'm telling you you didn't make. You didn't meet. There's no objective requirement that I can tell you you failed to meet. It's a drabonum. I'm teaching you how to do this. So therefore, if it's higher than twenty, no, no, no. You want you want to carry in it. You got to lower it. When you're dealing with a derisa, there is a din that we didn't make up that I can tell you. Are you? In violation or are you in compliance? There's a derisive. It's neither of ours. We didn't make it up. So I could only comment ball or strike. Compliance or violation? So I take a look at it, it's higher than 20. Violation. Puzzle. It's, it's not a sukkah. The terrorist says objectively what a sukkah is. It's not. You failed. Whereas by a there's no objective, did. We're working with you. We're telling you how you're gonna be able to carry. You know, you didn't violate a halach if you make an error of wrong. You didn't do something wrong. You just aren't able to carry. You want to know how you can carry? Lower it. When you're dealing with a drabbona, there's no objective suul that it's possible. So I tell you, lower it. That is one answer. Or I'll tell you no. I could tell you how to fix something by deraisa. But, stylistically, the Mishnais are different. The Mishnah in Erevin is discussing one din and one din only. It's discussing how high is a crossbeam of a Mowgli, how high is a kura. So i you know, I have time, I have space, I have patience to tell you how to <laughs> fix it. No, if it's above 20, you gotta lower it. Here, our Mishnah has four dinim. And each one has a different problem and a different fix. So the the sukkah that's too high, well, the fix for that is lowering it. The sukkah that's too low, the fix for that is raising it. The sukkah that has too few walls, the fix for that is adding walls. The sukkah that has too thin schach, the, the solution, the fix, is by adding schach. So says the Gemara, our Mishnah has four different dinim. If I'm gonna start getting into specific solutions, then the Mishnah is going to be way too wordy and you're not going to remember anything. So therefore, to keep it concise, I say one word that applies to all four dinim in our Mishnah, and therefore I kept it concise and you're going to remember it. Puzzle. The Mishnah in Ervin, where it's dealing with one din, then I have much more leeway as far as how I could talk about remedies. Here, i have nothing against talking about remedies. Even though it's direct. I can talk about remedies. But if I would start talking about fixes, I would be here all day and the main problem is you wouldn't remember a thing because you would have four problems and four different solutions. Then you wouldn't remember anything. So if I could tell you the four problems and one word about all of them, four problems, one sack, puzzle, then you remember everything. Whereas, problem one, solution one. Problem two, solution two, Problem three, solution three. Problem four, solution four. You're going to forget it. Says the Gemara, Viva Yaseyma, tani takanta. I really would... Say a fix by a derisive. But, mi suka dinefishin mile, that's how the um, the gears on the side is, that its matters are many. Nafish is a lot, mile, it's words. There's a lot of words here. So, pusik vitani, it went simple, pusik is literally stop, but it went simple and said, psula, I could say one word that could accurately address all four issues in the Mishnah. So I have to, Rashi says, <laughs> you always have to teach in the most concise possible way. So it says the Mishnah, I have to tell it to you in the most concise possible way. <laughs> A mavoi where there's not that many topics being discussed over there. In fact, there is one topic being discussed over there. And since it's only one topic being discussed, I have time, space, patience to tell you the fix, and more importantly, you'll remember, Tony Takanta, I told you a fix. <laughs> okay. So that is. The, to the mission doesn't fit all over Shneis. I mean, you do have some one missions that doesn't doesn't add
1: up. It's not like we do review the So actually, the missions are going to be a certain um, amount. We
0: do have some long missions with many a long that. Yes, Tesis, Tesis, uh, uh, yes, you're, you're right. Tyson addresses that a little bit. But the main issue here is, is that I'm only going to nail you with Akasha when I have Mamish a side-by-side comparison that's really, really good and I see two things that are different. So in other words, I'm not here to defend patterns of of Shas, because, yeah, you're going to find differences. But when I have like a side-by-side comparison and it's a disaster like here, the same did same achlekas within the Tarek Ammon same din, the, the 20 Ammon din so I have two Mishnahis that are discussing the same point same achlekas and yet we find different results that's too much of a smack in the face that the Mosh side by side comparison is a disaster, so I have to bring it up so I had to answer but my job here is not to talk about styles of Mishnahis, but the problem was so glaring, I had to do that that's more or less what the Rishenim said to that says the Gemara how do we know that a sukkah that's higher than 20 amas is possible and eventually the Gemara is going to say three answers to this we're only going to do one of them tonight minah how do we know that a sukkah higher than 20 is possible now whenever the Gemara asks minah that means I'm looking for a a source that this is possible so the Gemara is looking for a direct source over here. It's not looking for some takana drabbanah. where are these words in the Torah? Says the Gemara. Omar Raba, the Omar Kra says Raba, because the Pasik says, "Leman Yedu The point of Sukkis is that you should know, your generations should know, that Hashem put us in Sukkis when we left mitzrayim. There is a din in sukkah, says Rabba, that you need to be cognizant. That you need to be cognizant of the fact that you're in a sukkah. It's not that you just have to make sure you're in a sukkah and then forget about it. It's not that sukkah has to be there passively. Sukkah is a mitzvah that requires awareness. And we're going to discuss this in two seconds. Sukkah is a mitzvah that requires awareness because the Torah demands it. The Torah says Laman Yedu so that all your generations will know that Hashem took you out of Sukkah. Because so the Torah demands Laman Yedu," therefore says, says the Gemara, since the Torah demands awareness, ad esrim amma up until twenty Amis, a person knows that he's living in a sukkah. A person's natural field of vision takes in the picture basically until 20 hours. Which means you subconsciously are aware of your surroundings up until a certain field of vision. And the Gemara says that field of vision is 20 hours high. That subconsciously you're taking in constantly your view of XY, X far, and X high. X high is 20 amas. So since Sukkah demands being cognizant of being in a sukkah, sukkah the Torah, demands knowing that you're in a sukkah. Therefore the Schach has to be in the distance of knowing. And what is that distance? Twenty amas high. Adam Yedeashu Sukkah. Lamal, mayasr mama Above 20 Amis Ein Adam Yaideah, a person doesn't know, Shadar Bisuka, that he's in a sukkah, Misham B'eina, because the eye has no domain over there, which means if you are in a sukkah that's 100 feet high, you're in a sukkah, but your eyes aren't cognizant of it. If your eyes aren't cognizant of it, you are not going to fulfill the Torah's mandate of Laman that you're in a sukkah. And that's the first reason that a sukkah has to be within 20 arms. Now, this is the source for a very, very, very famous Bach. So, Rabbi said, there are three kinds of lishmah. There are three kinds of lishmah. We talk about Lashma. Better, I'll use a better word, Kavannah. There are three kinds of kavana in a mitzvah. First of all, there's the kavana of pirush Hamilus explaining, you know, knowing the words. We're not talking about that now. We pass in mitzvahs treat as kavana, which means, when you do a mitzvah, you have to do it knowing that you're doing a mitzvah. Which means, this is mainly an issue by eating mitzvahs. When you eat matzah, you have to say, I'm eating matzah for the mitzvah. When you shake lulav, you have to think, I'm shaking lulav to be mekayim a mitzvah. We pass mitzvahs to eat as kavana. So if you shook lulav for some other reason, which is impossible, that's why you say, Al shema. you're not yet. But you, that's kavana number two. Kavana number three is to know the reasons behind the mitzvah. Now, we never do this. Meaning, for instance, um, when you eat matzah, You do not have to know why you eat matzah. In fact, we say astir at the seder. Sometimes we say we do matzah because it's where we (laughs) eat mitzrayim. Sometimes we say we eat matzah because it's what we ate when we left mitzrayim. You don't have to know why we eat matzah. You're a 100% if you have no idea the reason why you eat matzah. If you have no idea the reason you have to eat mara. Says the Bach, there are three mitzvahs that you need to know why you're doing them. Not that you're doing them. That you have to do by all mitzis. There are three mitzvahs that you have to know why you're doing them. And they are tefillin, tzitzis, and sukkah. Because by all of them it says laman yedu. That you have to know. Or tzitzis says laman tizkaru. But by tefillin it says laman yedu. And by sukkah it says laman yedu. And therefore, I will read to you the Lashon of the ba. Since the Pasuk is clear, that you have to know why you're in a Sukkah, if you do not know why you're sitting in the Sukkah, and you do not think about it, you're not Mekayim Mitzvah my wife is more religious than me. She has a poster that says this in the sukkah. It's like a direct quote from the Bach. It's like, you know, a picture of in the Namibah. But the Bach says, because of this Gemara and this Pasuk, if you're not aware of why you're in the sukkah, because Hashem took his out of the it and put us in the sukkah, you're not Yitzh. It's, it's a whole new level of kavana and mitzvahs, which we never require, except by tzitzis and by film. <laughs> Don't worry, the Mishiburah says, Bidyeved Yatze Im La'ikiyah. The says, you're a if you did not, if you did not have this Kavona. But, um, but, but the Bach, it's a fascinating Bach, and it's based on this Gemara. That, that the Mitzvah of Sukkah is a different kind of Mitzvah. The Mitzvah of Sukkah is Laman <laughs> You do the Mitzvah so that you will know why you're in the Sukkah. The Torah doesn't demand this by, by Matzah. The Torah says, Barav Teichu matzah. That's it. The Torah says, Don't say anything about knowing anything. By sukkah, the Torah demands a knowledge of why you're sitting in the sukkah. And therefore, this is the Gemara says, the shah has to be visible because you don't just need to be in a sukkah. You need to be knowing you're in a sukkah. Those are the words of the Torah. You need to know that you're in a sukkah because Hashem took you you have to remember. And that's a whole chalik of sukkah. And that's why a sukkah has to be within your natural sight lines in order to keep this on the top of your head. Okay, do chadzar.
1: Man, that chilling from
0: Seasons was awesome. Oh, sorry, we're starting now. <laughs> okay, so we started off the mission last night. And the Mishnah said that a sukkah, the schach of it at least, cannot be higher than 20 hours. And we asked last night, why? What's wrong? And we said one reason last night. We said, because there's an element to sukkah, that one must be cognizant that he's in a sukkah, one must be aware that he's in a sukkah. the Torah says, And therefore, something is higher than 20 Amis. It's not within a regular person's regular field of vision. And therefore, he won't see it. And therefore, he will not fulfill that part of the mitzvah of Laman Yegu. That was reason one of three. Tonight, we're going to say the other two. So, says the Gemara, it's like, mamish smack in the middle of of an Aleph. Rebzeira Omar. Rabzeris is as follows. from the following Pasik. The Pasik describes Sukkah. The Sukkah, the Schach, will be Litzel from shade during the day, and Mechayrv, also from the elements. The bottom line is Sukkah has to provide shade. The Schach has to provide shade. Ad Esram Amis until 20 Amis Adam Yeshev Betel Sukkah. A person is sitting in the shade of the Schach L'May Masram AMIS If the walls are that high L'May Masram AMA EIN ADAM Yeshev Betel Sukkah el B'Tzel FANIS A person doesn't sit in the Tzel in the shade of the Schach He's already in the shade of the walls because the walls are so high. So the Gemara says, an interesting thing the Gemara says that the shade, the Sukkah, the definition of Sukkah is shade. And that shade has to come from the Schach. And if that shade, if the Schach is so high, that shade is coming from the walls, it's not coming from the Schach. And therefore, you're missing the key element in Sukkah that you have to have shade from the saha. Now the ritva asks an interesting question. The says as follows. So, wherever you are in the world, and however high your sukkah is, at eight in the morning, you're getting shade from the walls. Because the sun is like all the way in the east, it's not on the top of the sky. So, at eight in the morning, your shade's coming from the walls. Nine in the morning, your shade's coming from the walls. 11 in the morning, your shade's probably coming from the walls. Okay, high noon, your shade's coming from the schach. But guess what? If your walls are a million amas high, at high noon, your shade is still gonna come from the schach. By four in the afternoon already, most places your shade's coming from the walls again. Five in the afternoon for sure in the walls. Six in the afternoons for sure coming from the walls. And, and you know, by seven at night for sure coming the walls. So asks the, asks the, asks the Ritva a great kasha. if you need shade from the schach, not from the walls... That's only when it's shy. It has to be right well, The sun's not can't up. Be right. It's, it's cloudy. Okay. cloudy. Okay, so anywhere in the world, there are going to be times in the beginning of the day and the end of the day, it's coming from the walls. And anywhere in the world, and anywhere in the world, when it's directly above you, when it's high noon, it's going to be coming from. It's going to be coming from the. You're going to get shade from the schach at high noon. The sun, the sun is directly above you. So, when it's high noon, the sun's directly overhead. So, at a certain point during the day, the sun is directly overhead. And. Asks the Ritva, the Ritva says even better. The Ritva says, except in Tamas, which is, you know, talked about the uh, equinox and now I'll talk about the solstice, except at the summer solstice, you're rarely getting sun from overhead. So you're always getting sun from the side. Unless you're, you know, within the tropics, you're like 23 degrees on either side of the equator. So, so but, this is not in Oh. You should, you should build a, a small sukkah. Right, that's what Mar say. But ask the Ritzvah is still asking a great question. The is saying there's no sukkah in the world that's getting sun for all daylight hours from the sh- from the schach, <laughs> and every sukkah in the world is getting su- is getting shade from the schach at a certain point. The Ritzvah says what you said, Morty. The says. In Tammuz, in Tishrei, sorry, when Sukkot is in the northern hemisphere, above 20, your your Sukkah will never get shade from the schach, which means, which means again, unless you're on the equator, by the time Tishrei comes around, you're already the Earth has already shifted away from the sun. The southern hemisphere doesn't count, but in, in the northern hemisphere where you, you know civilization is the sun by Tishrei, if you're above 20, will never hit you overhead in Tishrei. The Ritva says, you're right. We're not measuring this all year round. There's only one week of the year that this measurement counts, and that's the week of Sukkot. The week of Sukkot, if you're above 20 Amis, at no point <laughs> in the day is, your, is the sun that directly overhead, that it's always at a shtickle angle. So if your sukkah is like mine is eight feet high or seven feet high or nine feet high, then yes, the sukkah is so wide that even in Tishrei, there will be times during the day that the shade will come from the schach. The issue is that you can make. Oh, so, so you're 100% right? And Tesis on Amit Beyes will say this, of course, goes for a ratio which means 20 amas high is for a sukkah that's x-wide. Um, if the sukkah is 30 times x, then it could be 40 amas high, meaning 20 amas is a ratio. You're 100% right. We'll see on Ahmed Bey's what that ratio is. 20 amas is only a ratio. At a certain point, like the Pentagon, is, is such a wide building, you could have something that, you know, the Pentagon is the most volume of Earth, uh, Earth of any building. Um, but once you have a building that wide, you could have a hundred feet high, and you'll still be getting shade from the roof. You know, that, but yet yeah, when we're within the spectrum of that ratio. But in other words, as far as the ritva is concerned, more to your hundred percent right. We're only talking in Tishrei. Okay. Says the Gemara. Really, you need shade from the you need shade from the schach. Now, sometimes you're in Manhattan and you're between two huge buildings, like for two seconds during the day you get direct sunlight. Does that mean you're not allowed to make a sukkah in Manhattan? You live in Washington Heights, You between two apartment buildings that are 40 stories high. You can't make a sukkah there? You'll never get shade from the the sukkah, you're always getting shade from the apartment buildings. You know, like for two seconds during the day, you get direct sunlight, or if you're in the mountains, so you're between two mountains, and the sun crosses between the two mountains that you are for a couple minutes a day. So does that mean you're not allowed to make a sukkah between two mountains? A two trees, or two trees, right? Right, exactly. Doesn't the Gemara say Ashras Kanayin? Oh, that's the Gemara says. The Gemara, I'm willing to abide it. Abay asked from if what you're saying is true. That you need to get your shade from the S'chach. Elameyata sukkasay, A person that makes his sukkah between two mountains. Ha have a sukkah? Are you going to tell me it's not a sukkah because he never receives shade from his S'chach? He's constantly getting shade from the two mountains or like we said, the two buildings or the two trees. Is it a, an actual requirement that you have to get shade from the schach? There's plenty of instances that a sukkah doesn't get shade from the schach. Some of you can have a sukkah on your back porch and your neighbor's back porch is there. and Both of you have tall houses. You can never get shade from your schach. Because that's just the way it is on the porch. And you're right next to the house and your neighbor's house goes back to back with you. So does that mean it's a puzzle sukkah? says the Gemara, great answer. Abalei hasam, dal ashtorez karnayim, remove the mountains. <laughs> dal means subtract. Ashtorez karnayim, the mountains. Iketzel suka. That roof, where it is now, is a shade provider. You may have double coverage. You may have double coverage. You may also get shade from the mountains, or from the buildings, or from the trees. But where the roof is, and at your distance from the roof and the angle, you're getting shade from the roof. You may never need the shade from the roof. It may always be provided by the buildings on the side of you and by the trees and the mountains on the side of you. But La Maisa, where your roof is, it is providing shade. Whereas if your roof is so high, the sun's coming right onto the roof. If you take away the walls, you're still not getting shade from the roof. Your roof at a certain height is never providing you shade. That's the problem. Omale says to the Gemara, no hasam karnayim remove the mountains remove the buildings ikatzel sukkah you you're still getting cell from your sukkah Haha here Dalash dal defanis if you take away these fifty foot high walls so what do you have you have this floating thing in the sky which is above the angle of the sun and you're never getting shade from it ha dal defanis take away the walls lekatzel sukkah. You're never getting shade from the Israq. So that is reason number two why a sukkah cannot be too high. First reason why a sukkah can't be too high is because you don't see it. Second reason is it doesn't provide you shade. The walls is what's providing you shade. Third reason... On
1: the tall sukkah, you can make it three walls, which is tonsure, And that wall coming in, you're going to have...
0: so you, want shade to come from the sky. you need shade to come from the sky. And at a certain point, it's not. Yet. Now you're right. If you're in, if you're in the third wall, you may not be getting shade at all. But you still aren't getting shade from the sky, which is what we care about. Right. I don't care where you are getting shade from. I know where you're not getting shade from. Rav amrei Halcha. Rav says from here. A third, reason, third and final reason. It says in the Taira Bas Sukkis Shivas you must sit in a sukkah for seven days. Amra Tirah, the Torah says, and we discussed this in the second parak. Kol shivas hayamim, all of those seven days of sukkahs. Say diras keva, you must leave your permanent house. bediras and you must live in a temporary house. A requirement of sukkah. Not a coincidence of sukkah, not just oh it comes out that way. A requirement of sukkah is that the sukkah be a diras arroy, the sukkah be a temporary, makeshift, not strong, wimpy, weak structure. And if it's 20 yamas high, it's inherently a strong structure. Torah um, says the Torah call Shiva for the entire seven days of Sukkah same diras keva. Leave your permanent keva, your permanent strong structure, v'shav and live bidiras aroi, in a temporary, makeshift, weak structure. And therefore, an esr up until 20 amas, you could have a flimsy structure. Adam oise diras diras aroi. A person makes his dira a diras aroi. L'malem esr above 20 amas, A person does not any longer make a wimpy structure. He makes a permanent, fixed, strong structure. Says the third reason. You know why a sukkah can't be higher than 20? Because it violates the rules of sukkah. Sukkah has to be a temporary building. Sukkah has to be a flimsy building. A 20 ama structure is a strong building. And that's not a sukkah. So what's with the, the diagonals that uh, Have the evolved, whatever, those rolling Ceilings, rich people It's beautiful, that's nice, It says Digmar says Digmar, really? What? Really? Is, is that a requirement? <laughs> I mean, so does that mean I'm not allowed to make a really Good sukkah? Or like you just asked Am I not allowed to turn My dining room into a sukkah? Let's say you make iron walls. Oh, it's a violation. It's a permanent structure. Iron walls can withstand anything. And you put schach on them. Now I'm going to have a sukkah. You're going to tell me it's not a sukkah? So the says, no. What I'm telling you is, is that there has to be nothing in your sukkah that needs to be strong, that needs to be permanent. If you make a sukkah that's eight feet tall, if you make a sukkah that's nine feet tall, seven feet tall, like a normal sukkah, it doesn't need to be a strong wall. And generally, it's not. If I tell you, build a flimsy hut that's only eight feet tall, generally, it's not strong. And therefore, if you happen to make it strong, that's your own business. But it's not inherently a diras keva. Says the Gemara, this is what I'm telling you. Until hafama, that a typical person making a structure up until 20 amas will <coughs> typically make it weak. But when you do something out of the norm and make it a diras keva, then Nafik, of course you're Yaitse, Nami Nafik, you're also Yaitse. Lamala mechafama, above Chafama, again, theoretically can you make a flimsy building higher than 20 Amish? Yes, theoretically you could, but that's not typical. That's not typical. The other Keva, when you have to make something over 20 Amas the normal person will make it a strong structure. Then, Even when you make it wimpy and weak, you're also not yaitze. So that is the third answer. The third answer is, is that 20 amis is the cutoff point for which a normal person will make a flimsy building. A sukkah has to be a flimsy building. Now, if you want, you can make it strong. If you want, you can make it iron, but typically it's not. Above 20 Amis, you could technically make it flimsy, but typically it's not. 20 Amis is the cutoff point from which a person goes to a typically flimsy building to a typically strong building. And therefore, twenty amus is the tipping point at which we say, sorry, it's not a Diras Aroid. A sukkah has to be typically at that height a Diras aroid And a and a sukkah that's above twenty will typically not be a Diras Aroid. How many feet is an again? What? How many feet is an omega? Anywhere between one point five and two. Yeah. So it's between thirty-five and forty feet. Says the Gamar, let's just do one last thing and then we'll then we'll stop for a VAR. So we have three answers. Now, whenever there's one answer, there has to be something wrong with it. Otherwise, why would you have needed a second answer? When you have two answers, there has to be something wrong with it. Otherwise, why would you have needed a third answer? If what the first person said is universally, mutually agreed upon, then why do you need to add Tajuthi? So we're now gonna go through what is the weak point of each of the answers, and therefore why we needed another answer. Why, why can't we all agree on one answer? So each answer is gonna have an Achilles heel, a weak point, <laughs> and we're gonna point that out, and that's why we needed the other two answers. So, Kulo The second two answers didn't say like the first one, Rabba's answer, <laughs> Rabba's the one that said, if a sukkah is above 20 Amis, then people don't see the schach. And we learned from a yedu that you should know that you're in sukkahs. says the Gemara, whoa, 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 whoa. You just took that pasach totally out of context. The context of the pasik isn't that you, the person sitting in a sukkah, should know that there is schach above you. The Pasuk says, Laman yeidu So your generations will know that Hashem took you out of Mitzrayim. The point, the real way to read the Pasuk when you're learning Chumash is that Hashem said, commemorate our leaving Mitzrayim and living in the desert by building sukkas." The "Leman Yeidu, the you shall know is not talking about the sitter in the sukkah has to know by seeing the Shach. The simple reading of the Pasuk is we Yisrael, should know in 2017 that you know, many thousands of years ago Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. It doesn't mean the sitter in the sukkah should know, it means the Jews should know that we were taken out of Mitzrayim. So says the Mariah, that's not telling you you have to see the s'chach. that's an alternative way of reading the passage, it's not the Poshet Pshat. That's saying the generations should know Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. How do we commemorate that Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim? By sitting in sukkahs. Not that the guy sitting in the Sukkah should know that the Sra'ach is above his head. You just took the Pasuk totally out of context and made a drush out of it. That is not the standard reading of the Pasuk. I don't like your reason. So that's why I do the next reason. K'Rib Zehra Nam Amri. Rib said, Oh, the Pasuk says the Sukkah is going to protect us from the elements, says the Gemara again. That's not the simple reason of the reading of the pasuk. That's a pasuk in Yeshaya describing where Mashiach is going to come. Hashem is going to protect us. It uses as a metaphor a sukkah that a kodesh baruch is going to take care of us. We're going to be protected from all the outside influences, from all the elements. Says Gemara, army. I'm not learning from there that the sukkah has to provide shade. Not well, learning from there that the has to provide shade. The reading of that pasik is. That's talking about in the days of Mashiach, Hashem is going to protect us from all, you know, bad things. Rib Zerah, who did learn from there, defends himself and says, Yes, you're right. The pasik is talking about the days of Mashiach. And yes, that is the main idea that the Pasuk wants to convey to us. But if it all, if all it wanted to convey to us was that it didn't have to use the word (inaudible) z'chach. Hashem could put a canopy on you. A chuppah, a canopy to protect you from the elements. (inaudible) Why did it choose specifically that code word, sukkah? To tell you that no, it's not just in the times of a sheikh is going to protect you from the elements. A sukkah should protect you from the elements by providing shade. So we hear two ideas from here. Yes, you're right. We hear one idea. Then the days of Sheikh Hashem going to protect us from the outside influences, but also we hear that the sukkah is going to protect you with shade. And finally, Kerov Anam Amri we also reject the third terats, Ravah's terats, that the sukkah is too strong. Misham kasha A Abayah's kasha, and listen, you gave an answer, but I really like Abayah's kasha. Abaya said, really? A sukkah has to be a diri, a sukkah can't be a diri's keva. Then why are you allowed to make a sukkah out of iron? Why are you allowed to turn your dining room into a sukkah? Why are you allowed to have a retractable roof? Why are you allowed to have, trust me, these sukkahs that we make nowadays, if you weather guard it, it'll last as long as your deck. It's, it's a dearest keva." Your sukkah nowadays. So what are you talking about? You're allowed to make a sukkah diras keva. The fact that that a twenty am sukkah has to be diras keva is not an issue, and therefore we don't like your reasons. Each one of these three reasons, each one of these three reasons, is has a flaw, and therefore we needed the other reasons. So we started off. The Mishnah said that. that a person is not allowed to make a sukkah, or a sukkah is not allowed to be higher than 20 Amis. And we gave three reasons. One reason was that a person has to know, a person has to be cognizant he's in the sukkah, and if it's higher than 20 Amis, that's not Mishle Chalt that's not where his natural line of vision is. That was one reason. Reason number two... Reason number two was that if your sukkah is that tall, you're not getting shade from the schach. The The sun will just come at most angles, will just come from between the sky, and your schach will come right under your schach. Your schach is not providing any protection like it has to. That's the second reason. And the third reason was that, generally speaking, Making a sukkah 20 amas high entails making a diras keva, and a diras keva is possible for sukkah. It's in generally making a sukkah 20 amas high it is a diras keva, it possible the sukkah. Those were the three reasons. So, we're now going to bring three qualifiers on our Mishnah, and we're going to see with which one of those them do these qualifiers jive. Which means our Mishnah had a machlekes between the Rabbanan and Rabbi Huda. The Rabbanan say a sukkah that's too high is possible. A sukkah over 20 amas is possible. Rabbi Huda is fine with a sukkah over 20 amas. Rabbi Huda holds a sukkah over 20 amas is fine. So the Gemara qualifies this. So we are on base on a Bez, about five lines from the top. Keman <coughs> Azna. Like which one of the three Pshatim in our Mishnah does the following qualifier fit? Had of Yashi, Amorav. Machlekes, the between Rabbi Huda and the Chachamim of our Mishnah that Rabbi Huda says it's fine to have a sukkah that's too high the Chachamim say it's possible to have a sukkah that's too high is only qualifying that machlegis it's only machlegis
1: <laughs>
0: when the walls don't reach the schach when is a sukkah when is a sukkah too high when is a sukkah too high <laughs> um, when is when is a sukkah too high a sukkah is too high nice. when there's a gap between the walls and the schach when the walls end here and the schach is way above that but if the walls go contiguous straight up to the schach if the if the walls hit the schach, then there's no machlekes. Everyone agrees there's no height limit to the sukkah. me Even if a sukkah is higher than twenty amas, it's still kosher. Which means this statement from Rav Yashya changes everything. It's not a machlekis, Rabbi Huda, and the Chachamim everywhere. Is a sukkah that's too high possible? Chab says it's possible. says it's kasher. It's not a machlekes everywhere. It's only a machlekes if the shah, if the walls don't reach the schach. If the wall stops and then there's a pause, there's a break, and then there's the schach. That's when the chachamim have problems. But if it's like our sukkahs that the walls go up to the schach more or less, there's no problem. Now, okay, you know I hear that. What's the logic behind that? Why would there be no machlekas if the shal, if the walls reach the schach? Why would the chachamim all of a sudden be okay with a too high sukkah just because the walls reach the schach? Why does the walls reaching the schach change the chachamim's opinion? Says the Gemara Keman, like which one of the three pshatim that we said on Amudalv does that go like kirab? That fits perfectly like Rabba. Kiman The Umar that Rabba said, Rabba said the main problem, the reason why Sukkah is too high is puzzle is Mishabdullah Shalta Bain. Because the eye will not take notice of the shaq. But if you have something that so to speak is directing your eye straight up to the skach, if you have something that is causing your eye to follow up the wall straight to the schach, then the problem of not noticing the schach is taken care of. The problem of not being able to see the schach is all of a sudden taken care of. So says the Gemara, the, Rabbi, the Umrah, that the whole problem of a sukkah being too hot is, because the eye does not notice the schach, but if the walls actually reach the schach, then hey, all of a sudden you notice the schach, and all of our problems are taken care of. So the Gemara is making a shidduch over here. The Gemara is saying, this qualifier of our that says that ah the chachamim who generally don't like sukkahs too high are okay if the walls reach the schach. like, where's making a shidduch that jives per- perfectly with the reason a sukkah being too high is possible is because you don't see the schach, but. That problem is taken care of if the walls go straight up to the schach. that these two sheetas jive nicely with each other. Since the problem is not noticing it, if you have something that causes you to notice it, then having a sukkah that's too high is no longer a problem. Those two sheetas go well together. That's the the first gemar. That's the first gemar. Next. (speaking) Kemanaaz lahadam ravhunam erav. Okay, so that qualifier was a match to the first cheetah, that you don't notice it. I'm going to try out another qualifier on you, another statement that qualifies the machlekas of our mishnah, another statement that recharacterizes the machlekas in our mishnah, and let's see which pshat this statement fits in. Says the gemara. Okay. Keman azla, like whom does it go? Hadam Rav The following statement of Rav in the name of Rav. Machlekes, this whole debate between the Chachamim and Rabbi Huda, in which the Chachamim say a sukkah that's too high is possible, and Rabbi Huda says a sukkah that's too high is okay. There's no such thing as a sukkah that's too high. Keman azla, like who does that go to? following. That machlegas is b'she'in be'el arba amas al a'arba If your sukkah is small. If your sukkah only has four square amas, then then you can't have a sukkah that's too high. Then you can't have a sukkah that's too high. But if you have a sukkah that's nice and wide, it's bigger than four amas. Avol yesh me arba amas al a'arba amas. If your sukkah is wider, is more spacious, then four by four. If your sukkah is wide, then afilu lamaila me'asram amma is kshera. Even if your sukkah is taller than 20 amas, it's kasher. So the once again makes a very, very, very broad, sweeping statement. The Mishnah said, Recham says sukkah is too high, possible. Says Rapun in the name of Rav, that's only if it's like a thin sukkah. If it's under four by four. But if it's a nice wide sukkah, then there's no problem with having the sukkah too high. What does one have to do with each other? If height is a problem, if a sukkah being too high is a problem, <laughs> if you can't have a sukkah that's higher than 20, so what if it's nice and wide? It's still too high. Why does height? Why is height cured by width? Why is having a sukkah that's nice and bright, nice and wide, cure the fact that it's too high? It says the Mar Gorgeous. Come <laughs> on, krib Like Kribzaira. The Omar, the Ubzaira says, Mishun tzelhu. The whole problem with a sukkah that's too high is that you're not getting shade from the Shah. If a sukkah is too high, The sun will come in between the schach and you. If the sukkah is too hot, you therefore you need the schach lower to protect you from the sun. But hey, if your sukkah is nice and wide, then even if the sukkah is really really tall, since it's so wide, eventually the width will compensate for the height. The width will provide shade from the width versus the height. The width will. Since it's so wide, at a certain point, your sukkah will get shade from the schach and not from the walls. So, Taisus asks a very simple kasha. And Reuven brought this up a few days ago. Taisus asks a very simple kasha, really? So, if I have a sukkah that's 4.1 amas wide, it can be 200 feet tall. Meaning, you just have like once you you know once you reach critical mass, once it's four amus wide, then there's no height problems, really. One one foot ago, twenty was too high. When you add a foot in width, you could go twenty feet higher. So Tyson, at least in one turret, says no, this is a ratio. This is a ratio. The ratio is constant. Four amus wide equals twenty amus high. Five amus wide is a little bit more than 20. You know, whatever the math is, you know, 4 to 5 is 20%. It's 20% wider, so you could have 20% taller. So 20% of 20, I guess, is 4 hours. Um, And like, and so on and so forth. In fact, the Achrein of does this work in reverse also. If you have a sukkah that's 2 by 2, can it only be 10? But Taisa says, Taisa says that it's a ratio, which means this is all logic, that if the logic is that four by four, you will get shade 20 on this high, Then, if you want 25 on this high, then you have to have it 25% wider. And if you want 30 on this high, you have to have it 50% wider. And if you want it center, 40% high, you have to have it 100% wider. That This is a ratio, it's not a okay, fine, you cross the, you cross the threshold. Um, that's one thing. The says, th- once it's four on this high, there will always be an area in the silky getting shade from the this half and and yes, it's you know once you reach four ames, it's always good. But that is the second, that's the second qualifier. So so far we're two for two, which means we've had two modifications of our original machleis. Original machleis said, original machleis said, Rabbi this says more than twenty is always good, and the Chum say more than twenty is always bad. We've had two gemaras that say no, no. First one, I said, no, everyone agrees if the walls reach the schach, there's no height limit. What's the logic of that? Oh, because that wasn't like the first shot. that the problem with too high is sight lines, and since the walls hit the schach, that takes care of that problem. Okay? Okay, so that is, that's a good match. And know, I understand why your modification cures the problem. If the problem was not seeing it, well, then you could fix it by the walls hitting the schach. The second one that said, if it's a certain amount of width, then the height is okay. Well, why? Well, if the problem of height is not getting shade from the sakh, if you do widen it, you do get shade from the sakh. So, so far, we're two for two that these modifications, these reclassifications of the Mishnah, which seem to be arbitrary at first, they fit into an explanation, and it makes sense. So, we're two for two. But now our luck is going to run out. Says the Gemara says the Gemara. "Kiman azla, like who does it go, the following? Kiman Azle, Hodam Baraba Amarav. Like whom does the following go? Machlekes, the whole Machlekes of our Mishnah. Between Rabbi Huda that doesn't have a height limit and the Chachamim that do, is Bish'ein Machzekes, When your sukkah can only hold the bare minimum. What is the bare minimum shear for a sukkah? The bare minimum shear for a sukkah is a sukkah that is big enough to hold your head, most of your body, and your table. So Rashi explains, and it was like, like, I understand, like, it's down to a guy like me that most of my body could stick out past my head. But like, on a regular guy, (laughs) right? On a regular guy, your body and your head are more or less like equal. Rashi says no. In those days, they ate reclining, so your body extended face four, five, six, seven feet from your head, so you could have a guy that his feet are in the house. In fact, like the roof of his house goes till here, and it's only him and his little table in the sukkah. That's not good. The sukkah has to be able to hold you, most of your body, you know, 51 percent of your body, and your table. If a sukkah can hold the bare minimum shear, now, like everything else in halacha, we take a a, uh, a description and we make we monetize it. So, sukkah, reshur chanai is a nice idea. It means seven t'vachim. just like means you know two medium stars means 45 minutes. So we take every like description, and then we put an exact number on it. So the, the psychology behind the description is, it's got to fit you, your body, and your table. The practicality of it is 7 square tfafum, 21 inches. A sucker has to be 20, you know, 21 inches this way and 21 inches this way minimum size. So, says the Gemara, vimachleikas in our mission. Between Rabbi and the Chacham, that the Chacham say a sukkah that's too high is possible, and Rabbi says even a sukkah that's too high is kosher, is only talking about that basicest minimum sukkah, that seven by seven sukkah. Any sukkah that exceeds the bare minimum, any sukkah that's better than the bare minimum, don't worry, everyone agrees there's no height requirements. There is a minimum in for those. Right, that's a different psul. In other words, that's its own psoul, Michelle, um Machine. Um. Well, you know, no, that's on, like the the smallest height. We're talking about once it's eight square tacham. Your psuk is twenty four square inches. It can be hundred feet high. Even the Chachamim read it that. A modification to the machlechim So We had two other modifications. Now this is a third modification. Now this makes the machlechim to of the chachamim team. The whole machlechim to of the chachamim is on a 7x7, seven 21-square-inch seven, sukkah. That is the <coughs> entire Machleks <coughs> of the Chacham, which is really, 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 you know, I mean like, this Machleks doesn't apply in 99.9% of sukkahs. So beside that, which, okay, listen, if that's the fact, that's the fact. But what's the psychology behind it? What about an 8 tefach sukkah could cure the problem, which means when the problem was you don't see the schach, okay, so the wall hitting the schach could cure the problem. When the problem was not getting shaved from the schach, so a really wide sukkah would cure the problem. So I hear why you would make that modification if that's your shot going in, if that's the lungus of the problem going in, I hear why that would fix the problem. But what on earth is it about an eighth square tefach sukkah, that, oh, no more problems in height. Because your sukkah is 24 square inches instead of 21. There's no problems in height. Well, what was the problem with the sukkah that's too high that that cured? Which problem did that cure? Which of the three problems, the three descriptions of the problem, the three them in the problem, which of the three problems did having a sukkah that's bar Hashem, Twenty-four square inches fix makes no sense. Says the Gemara, "Kiman azla." Like whom does it go? Kiman azla. The following modification of our Mishnah: Had the Omar Rav Rab the entire Machlekas of our Mishnah between Rav Yehuda that says a sukkah that's too high is kosher. and the Chachamim that say a sukkah that's too high is possible. Is only in a sukkah that can fit the bare minimum, the barest minimum of a sukkah, your body, your head, and your table. But if your sukkah is so big, that it could fit more than just the bare minimum. If your sukkah can fit more than just the bare minimum head, body, table, meaning it's bigger than seven square inches, bigger seven square chair all of a sudden, no one has any problems with the height. Even the chachamim that say a height is a problem, oh, if you have a sukkah that's eight big no, it's not an issue anymore. Like, who does that go? Like, what would be your problem with a sukkah that's too high, that that cured? In the first two cases, you made a statement, Oh, the Chachamim don't mind. Why? Well, because if the problem was height, it cures it. And in the second one, if the problem was shade, it cures it. What problem does having an eight tefach sukkah cure? Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, Kemah. Like, who does this go? Says the Gemara, like none of the above. Which means we cannot figure out, based on our reasons, why a sukkah that's too high is possible, none of the reasons given for a sukkah being too high would this cure. So we cannot make a shidduch for this. We cannot find a match. Keman Azzel, like, who does he go? We don't know. Which means, let's go through the this. The, the First sheet that says, you know why a sukkah that's too high is possible? Because you don't see it. Oh, but if it's eight t'vachim, then you do see it. Uh, no, so it doesn't work. Okay. What's wrong with a sukkah? You're not getting shade from the schach. Well, if I make it eight t'vachim wide, I am getting shade from the schach. No. Uh, the third thing is, if a sukkah is... The, uh, if you make it 20 hours high, it has to be a dearest kevah. If well, it's eight t'vachim high, if eight wide, it doesn't have to be a dearest kevah. No, no. So this statement is not cured by any of our problems. This statement says, oh, if a sukkah is eight t'vachim wide, the height problem is cured. Well, according to any of the three explanations we gave in the height problem, in why a sukkah that's too high is possible, having a sukkah that's eight t'vachim will not cure it and therefore, the Gemara <coughs> says, like, This doesn't go like any of them. Okay, we'll stop here for Hazar.
1: In that circuit, the half goes to twenty. Where did we see the plain case?
0: <laughs> not, not the case of the wall go to the top, and the plain circuit yeah. of the wall it just has to be. You know, so, so, so we're going to get this much, much later. the First paragraph that you could technically have a have, have a. We started a mission. The Mishnah said that a sukkah that's higher than 20 amas, the machlokes. the Chachamim say puzzle, and Rebbe Yehuda says kasher. Then we had two gemaras, three parts each. The first gemara gave three reasons why a sukkah higher than 20 amas is puzzle. Reason one, because you don't focus on the schach and you need to on Reason two, because if it's that high, you're not getting any shade from the schach, and the terrorist says you have to get sail from the schach. And reason three, if a sukkah is 20 hours high, it's usually built as dear as keva, it's usually built very strong, and that's possible for a sukkah. So that was Gemara number one. Gemara number one was the three reasons why a sukkah higher than 20 is possible. Then last night, we had another gemara, also with three. Last night we had three um, modifications, three qualifications, three recharacterizations of the Mishnah. We said three times that the Mishnah is only talking in case X. The Mishnah only has a machlekas in case X. The Chacham only passes a sukkah that's too high in case X, but in case Y it's fine. And those three <coughs> re making of the machlegas, restating of the machlegas, were as follows. First one was, the only time it's a problem, anyone has a problem with the sukkah being too high, is if the walls don't hit the schach. But if the walls hit the schach, if the walls reach all the way up to the schach, then everyone says the sukkah that's too high is possible. We match that shita up to the first pshah that the problem with a sukkah that's too high is that you don't focus on the schach, but if the walls go straight up to the schach, that causes your eyes to follow the walls straight up to the top, and then you will focus on the schach, and that alleviates the problem. The problem of having a sukkah too high, having schach too high was, you don't focus on the schach, well, if the walls go straight to the schach, then that takes care of that problem. Sheetah number one of last night corresponded to sheetah number one of the other night. Then we had another re-qualification, re-characterization of the We said the only time the humble apostle sukkah so is too high is in a sukkah that's narrow, in a sukkah that is not wide. If a sukkah is four square amas and it's nice and wide, then everyone says the sukkah can be as high as you want. So, the Gemara said that is a match to the other sheet. That the problem with too high is that if you're not getting shade from the tzachach, well, at a certain point, if you make it wide enough, no matter how high it is, you are getting shade from the schach. So at a certain point, and we said that point is 20 amas high, once you're 4 amas wide, you get shade from the schach, And we said the ratio follows 4 amas of width to every 20 amis of height and you could take that ratio as far as you want with it. So that was the second qualification (laughs) we had last night, but the only machlekes, whether or not a sukkah that is too high is possible, the only time the chachamim possible a sukkah that's too high is when the sukkah is not wide. But if the sukkah is four amis wide, then even the chachamim say 20 amis is fine. The third qualification we had last night was an odd one, and we weren't able to place it. That this machlekes between the chacham rebihuda, about a sukkah being hustled because it's too high is only if the sukkah is exactly the bare minimum shear of sukkah. What is the bare minimum shear for a sukkah as far as width is concerned? Seven tvachim by seven tfachim. And we explain that shear comes from the minimum sitting space that you need. Seven tfachim of area is how much you need for your head, most of your body, and a small table. So if the sukkah, and that's the minimum sheer for a sukkah, seven tfachim by seven tfachim. Seven square tfachim. So if your sukkah is that sheer, that exact minimum sheer, that basic, most basic sukkah, then 20 is too high according to chachem. But if the sukkah is anything bigger than seven by seven, if it's ten by ten, anything bigger than seven by seven, then there's no height restriction. That shita we couldn't place. That shita made no sense like any of the reasons. The reason that a sukkah is too high is because you can't see the schach, well, if it's than seven, by seven doesn't cure it. The reason you're not getting shade from a schach being more than seven by seven doesn't cure it. and. If it's, dearest Keva, being more than seven by seven doesn't cure it. So that third qualification we said last night, we were unable to place. We were unable to match. We had nothing to do with it. But the Gemara tonight wants to take those last two sheet and perhaps make something out of it. Says the Gemara. And we are on base on a base, smack in the middle of the page. Smack and move, uh, a little towards the top, but like almost smacking the middle page. The word is Bishlema Durb Yashia. Says the Gemara based on Bishlema Durb Yashia. Well, of the three recharacterizations we said last night, of the three restating of the mission that we said last night, number one, that Rebbe, the rabbi only have a problem with the being too high if the walls don't hit the stop. Number two, the rabbanim only have a problem that's too high if it's not four wide. Number three, the rabbanim don't have a problem with it being too high if it's only seven wide, but if it's more, they're okay. So the first shita, he didn't get into the discussion about how much area a sukkah has to be in. So the Gemara over here is saying, let's put him to the side. Bishlema durb It's okay, the shita durb did not get into the fray, did not weigh in as to how... Why? How much area a sukkah has to be? So Bishleimadurib Yashia. will put Rav Yashia on hold. Pliga ad Rav Baraba. He differs with Rav and Rav Baraba. The inu that they give Shiura Bemishcha a shear an amount how big a sukkah has to be in the distance. Meshach means distance, meaning with. The iu Shira he did not say anything as far as the distance, the width, the depth, the area of a sukkah. So forget him. Let's focus on the second two. The second two shittas, Ella Rabhana Baraba, Rabhana Baraba, they each qualify the machlaikas. The first one says, there's only a problem with height. If it's four by four. Third one said it's only a problem with height if it's seven by seven, but if it's bigger than either of those you're okay. Now why, says the Gemara, why would they pick those random numbers? Why would the first sheet to pick four by four wide? Why would the second sheet to pick seven to by seven to wide? Says the Gemara, I have it, I have a suggestion. I have a suggestion. I promise today's daf is not that funny. Um, but, they <laughs> no, we moved on to like oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um says, says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Um Huna, Rav Chan and Baraba. can we suggest the herchsher sukkah? They're arguing as far as the sheet of how big does a sukkah have to be. They're arguing how much area does a sukkah have to have. Demar savar the first opinion holds, hechsher sukkah Bar Amis. The minimum area of a sukkah is four Amis by four Amis. The minimum area of a sukkah is four Amis by four Amis. And then he says, so that's where they argued about height, but if you have more than the basic sukkah, more than four Amis by four Amis, then any height is okay. And the reason why he chose that is because The argument, as far as height of our Mishnah, is in a basic sukkah. And the other opinion held, yeah, you're right, the argument in our Mishnah is about the basic sukkah, but I just disagree with you how small a basic sukkah has to be. And I say a basic sukkah has to be seven square t'vahim. Umar s'avar, and the second shita holds, Umar s'avar, hechshar sukkah b'machzekes, reishi v'rube v'shalchonei. I hold a basic sukkah has to be 7x7, seven seven, which could hold your head, your body, and your table. Let's just say this once again in English to make sure we have it 100% clear. We had three modifications of our mishnah. Our mishnah seemed to say, the rabbinids say, a sukkah higher than 20 is bad, and our says a sukkah higher than 20 is good. The Gemara tried saying, well, they don't argue in all cases. So the first one was whether the walls hit the sukkah, we'll put that to the side. second two said, the only fight between the Chacham and the Behuda, between the Tanakh and if a sukkah that's too high is possible, is if the sukkah is basic. But if the sukkah is more than the basic sukkah, if the sukkah is bigger than the bare minimum, then you can have it as high as you want. The first one said bare minimum is four amas, and the second one said bare minimum for sukkah is seven t'vachim by seven t'vachim. <clears throat> Says <clears> the <throat> no, no, I don't go along with that. Says the Gemara, no. Says the Gemara, no. Um, like, Rubu No. Both of those opinions agree what the mi- bare minimum shear for a suka is. Both of them agree that the bare minimum shear for a Sukkah is seven by seven. Dukuliyama. Everyone agrees, Heksha sukkah, the bare minimum that makes a sukkah kosher, is Reish Baruch But I'm still arguing when the height is an issue. Meaning, just because I say height is an issue up until four square amis doesn't mean I hold a sukkah isn't kosher with less than four amiss. I hold the sukkah's kosher with seven by seven. Height is an issue until you're four square amas. <laughs> After four square amas, it's not an issue. That doesn't mean I hold a sukkah is not kosher if it doesn't have four square amas. All I said is that height is an issue until four square amas. I never said... I never said, a sukkah isn't kosher up until four months. You try pinning me and saying, since I said height is only a problem at that size, that's the bare minimum for a sukkah. No, I agree with Alderman Dahmer. I agree that the bare minimum shear for a sukkah is, the bare minimum sheer for a sukkah is seven square t'vachim. Height is an issue from a bare minimum sukkah, seven square tachem, all the way to a sukkah four by four. After four by four, height is no longer an issue, but that's not a bare sukkah. Bare minimum sukkah is seven by seven. They argue about height. Okay. Period. Now, in order to ask the next kasha, we bring a long brice. Sukkah she'i gavaya l'mala as from Amma is psula, repeat of the machlek is in our Mishnah. A sukkah higher than 20 Ammas is possible. Rabbi Yehuda machsher, Rabbi Huda once again says it's kosher, if it's higher, an Amma, even if it's 40, 50 Ammas high. On my Rabbi says Rabbi Yehuda, ma'iseh behilni ha'malka. There's a story with this lady, Queen Hilni. Now, this lady, Queen Hilni, she really exists in this region. Um, They have they have her in the Israel Museum. They have her grave, or so they say. Um, And she was from this kingdom, which is like um, if you like, I don't know where it is. Like I was looking at an ancient map at this place, and like superimposed on a regular map, if it looks like it's in either eastern Syria or western Iraq, and she was a real queen, and she really was Megayar, and she had a son that you may have heard of, Munvaz Amela. So this Queen Hildi was a real queen who converted, and she had a son, Munvaz, and um, like before she was like a Zoroastrian, I think she was married to her brother, um, which is a different story for a different time. Um, anyway, so she's like a famous lady. She donated, um, a, uh, she donated a clock to the Beit HaMikdash, it was like this gold thing that was perfectly aligned with the sun and when the sun hit that gold piece, it made like a light all over Yerushalayim and everyone knew that was my Kriyashma, and like she was a very, very, very righteous lady so this Hilmi Hamalka she, she was a righteous lady, so we're going to talk about her sukkah let Hamalka start with oh. Hilmi Hamalka and Lod Sukasa Gavaya segevaya her sukkah was higher than 20 Amis, and and all of these paid visits to her on sukkahs, and they didn't say a thing to her, says Reb do you see I'm correct, you know, forget all the Lumbus, look I have mamish Amaisa Rav, forget all the Lumbus, the rabbis went to a sukkah higher than 20 Amis and no one protested so you see, it's fine, you know. Like the old joke, you know, "Heter Maya A hundred rabbis ate there, so it must be kosher. So, like, you're like you know, the rabbis went to the sukkah, and it's fine, says the Gemara. I'm why." I said to Mishav Raya, the Chum say, "You think that's a raya? Isha The reason no one protested is because who cares? No, not that she's not from, but women are putter from sukkah. You know, if there's too many guests, uh, the, the women eat inside. So women are potter from sukkah. So the fact that she was sitting in a sukkah that's possible and didn't elicit a protest from the Chachamim is meaningless. Amr lehen, you're correct, but she had a bunch of boys. Vahaleh shiva banam havula. She had seven sons. That's number one. Number two, Koma pi And beside everything she did, she did with rabbinic advice. This is, Why do you need two reasons? You got me on the first. The fact that she had seven sons, the boys are high in sukkah. It's checkmate. So you have a raya, you have a raya from there. Why do you need to bring another checkmate? Why do you say, and besides she did everything up, the You got me on the first. You're trying to prove that a sukkah higher than 20 is. Kasher, the rabbis were there, and she had seven boys. Seven boys are higher than sukkah, and therefore, that's your proof that a sukkah higher than 20 is kosher. Why'd you need to say she did everything with rabbinic advice? Says This is what they told her. says more like this. So you may say, who cares if she had seven sons? Who cares if she had seven sons? You could have seven sons, and they can all be ketanim. So maybe it's still not a riot. The reason the Chachamim didn't say anything to her <coughs> was because she's a lady, and her boys are ketanim. So maybe the Chachamim that sukkah is like mamish possum. The reason no one protested is because no one's having sukkah. She's a woman, and there's seven ketanim. No. If you have seven boys... One of them, at least, has got to be the age of Chinuch. Says the Gemara. <laughs> You're going to tell me it's still no proof because all the kids were Kitanim and therefore Patr Menasukah. No. the deshivahav. If she had seven sons, at least one of them is independent. If you remember, we said in the end of the second paragraph that once a kid is independent, he's and chinach and sukkah. If he doesn't need his mother anymore, he's and chinach and sukkah. So, now I have a right Because she may have been potter. And some of the boys may not have been and chinach, But at least one of the boys, she has seven boys, at least one of the boys is already and chinach oh, you're going to tell me who cares about chinuch it's only medarabonam? V'chitema 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 maybe there's no proof maybe the rabbis didn't say anything because chinuch is only medarabonam and he only didn't care about medarabonam v'iub she didn't care about medarabonam aha that's why I said the second thing Tashma v'oyd komaseh le oses hella she did everything al pi chomim Which means... She didn't care she didn't care for no, she did everything al That's what it's saying. Meaning like this. Let's go through it again. The, the Gemara is trying to prove... Judah says higher than 20 is okay. <laughs> chomim says higher than 20 is bad. Judah tries to bring up proof from, a, from an actual case. Hilni Amal sukkah was higher than 20 and the rabbis were okay with it. That was the proof. So we asked... Huh. maybe they didn't say anything because she's a woman. But she has seven sons. And she kept the Ravonans. She listened to the Rabbonats. So it says more. why do you need the second thing? Because the Gemara says, seven sons still isn't approved. They're all, they're all katanim. No, if there's seven sons, one's at least and chinoch. One's at least chayven chenach. And, and, if one's and chinoch, she would be, maybe she doesn't care about chenach, because is chinuch, only the that's why I have to say she cared about the rabban. Yeah, yeah. That's our proof. What for, age was it? What, what age is it? The, so the age the Gemara says that it caught, that you are chayiv to be Mechanach for your son. If, if you see on the side of Kivager like asks, hey, 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 I thought only fathers are chayiv and chinuch, not mothers. Yeah. And were she yeah quadruplets well, and triplets. Yeah, I mean. you know quadruplets uh, okay. and triplets. Yeah, good kasha, good kasha. Um, so, so the age is, once a kid doesn't need their mother, once a kid can eat on their own without their mother's assistance. So if you have seven boys, and like, you know, you do the math, like, you have at least one eight, nine-year-old in there, so, okay. you know, so he doesn't need his mother anymore, so there should be, there should be potter there should be and sukkah. So now, they bring a raya right from here, you know, if you catch your kid eating tray, you don't have to stop it. Hey, and Mitzvah and If you catch your kid, you know, if your kid walks into a room, I mean, you know, you may have a Hunach in your hand, but you don't have a Allah Shayla in your hand, and your kid wants to play a game when child flips on the light, you don't have to say, Hey, this. You don't have to stop. If your kid's doing any of you don't have to stop your kid. Now, there's Tintamaleh, there's all that kind of stuff, but but there's an Isser Dairisa to feed or give to your kid an iser. Safile bi'adaim, it's called. So, for instance, you're not allowed to feed your kid treif. If you catch your kid eating treif, you don't have to stop him. But you're not allowed to feed your kid isser. You're not allowed to give your kid shotness to wear. You're not allowed to give an isser. So they ask over here, hey, you said kid eating in the sukkah is only durabbana. Yeah, but you're feeding him. It's not just an issue of durabbana. It's not just an issue of drop He said, Oh, it's china. Fine. So I'm not doing china. But you're feeding him be a dime in the sukkah. So it's an ister of safi. So how do you call that diarizah? So, how do you call
1: it drab water?
0: You know that same thing? What do you mean? Last of new morning Same thing. Also, I initially. What's the thing It's by a voice of. Oh! So, also. I mean, like you said, like Darren Haggav, like, you know, so they bring a massive raya from here that there's only an isra of Sfiyabiyya Dayim by Allah, not by an essay, and the raya is from here. Like, it's, like, it's a great sechidish. You have to say it with like a drum roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I say, it like, you know, like, the going your pockets at night. You know, like, like, oh, look what I found. Like, you're know, like, no, it's a great sechidish. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. But that's what they say. Um, okay, fine. Okay, so, so we why just people
1: put their? I've seen
0: this. I, I mean, why did people put their kids in front of a light and chaps? So <laughs> That's a whole other isr Meaning, forget out Safi There's a there's a pasuk in the Tyre which some of us say in kiddush Shabbos morning. <inaudible> there's an iser of you're of of shivisa of your kids, <laughs> meaning, beside anything else, on Shabbos you are not allowed to have your kid do chil Shabbos for you. So, for instance, yeah, it's an Issa what age about. from one second old. From one second old, I meaning, trust me, we've all done it. Don't feel guilty. There's always next Shabbos you can start doing it. But But um, but but in other words, like this, Lamosh, let's say. Let's say, for instance, let's say, um, I'm just trying to think of another thing you could have your kid do. No, no, beside Shabbos. It's all the same on Shabbos. I'm just trying to think of another Isser you could have your kid do, um, but that's not Chal Shabbos. Yontif. Yontif. There's no Isser of, uh, of Abd Hamas on Yontif. So on Yontif, if you put your kid by the, by the light, that's maybe safina a dying maybe not safina a dying. we could clear about that by Shabbos there's a separate Isser it's not it's not that it's a question of a cotton and, and are you making him do it there's an Isser to have your child do malacha for you on Shabbos a different Isser and, and you know like yeah it's, it's very not well known and uh, you know everyone has like the baby hat and like trust me when people do it when a light like, goes out of my house I don't know it like that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but but, but if there's a separate history of having your kid do a malacha for you on Shabbos. That's different. That's different than Safin of Okay, fine. We're in the middle of like one long Gemara, which really goes to the bottom of Gimel Amaralif. I don't know if we have to tonight, but we're in the middle of one long Gemara that brings up many topics that are important, but one topic leads to another. So we said in the Mishnah then a sukkah is not allowed to be higher than 20 Avs, like the Chachamim. And Rabbi Yehudah says a sukkah may be higher than 20 ups. Okay. We then had three, last night or two nights ago, we had three modifications, three revisions of that machlekas, Three re- restating of the machlekas. that, no, Really, the Chachamim are okay with a sukkah that's too high in most instances? In fact, the only time the Rabbanan are unhappy with a sukkah that's too high is in instance X. So, for instance, for example, the first one said that the Chachamim are okay with a sukkah that's too high if the walls go straight up to the schach. because they're okay with it. This, this time the rabbans said that it's possible the walls are too high is because the walls don't go up to the sha. Then was the next one said, the chachamim are okay with a sukkah that's too high as long as you have four armas wide. is four on is wide, it's okay. When do the chachamim have a problem when it's only four arms? And then finally we had the third version that the chachamim are only only are against a sukkah that's too high if it's seven by seven twachims but if it's bigger than seven by seven Tfachim, then even the Chachamim are okay with a sukkah that's too high. That was what we had a couple of nights ago. We then brought a Mishnah last night, discussed for a little bit, that Rabbi Huda and the Chachamim, they started bringing proofs against each other from Hilni Hamalke sukkah. The Rabbi Huda said, Aha, Hilni Hamalke sukkah was higher than 20 Amis. And no one protested, none of the Rabbanim protested, none of the Chacham protested. So you see, a sukkah that's too high is okay. To which the Chachamim tried answering, you know, not true, it was good, it was okay, etc. So the Chachamim and Rabbi Huda had a test study, a case study in Hilni Hamalka Sukkah. So now, we're going to try to match, we're going to try to impose this price with Hilniya Amalka on those three modifications of the Mishnah. So let's start. Says the Gemara. Three lines from the bottom of and Base. Now, Bishlema Laman Amar. this test case that was used as a riot against the chacham, The Rebbe said, you see, Hilni Amalka's sukkah was high. So now, in the first shita, that says that the Chachamim only argue, on Rebbe Huda, in a sukkah where the walls don't reach the tishrach, it's quite plausible, it's quite feasible for a queen to sit in a sukkah, to sit in a sukkah, in which the walls don't reach the tishrach because that provides air. It's nice and airy. It's not not king-like. It's not not queen-like to sit in a sukkah that the walls don't reach the tisrach. Us, this is a perfect test case. The walls don't reach the tisrach. And it was still higher than 20 Amis, in which case the rabbin would and should have a problem with it. And Reuda said, aha, you see the rabbis didn't protest. So, in the first shita, in the first remodification of the Mishnah, in the first re explanation of the Mishnah, it all fits. It's all good. So, it says the Gemara Bishlema, Defanes, According to the first re characterization of the Mishnah, we said that when the walls don't reach the Schach is where the rabbinates say it's possible. So, yeah, only Malka's case was a case that the Rabbonin would passel, and her beauty said it's kosher, and therefore it was a good test case for a machlenkist. <laughs> it is the way of a queen, Leishev, to sit in a sukkah that the t'fanis don't reach the shach. Mishum says the more on top of Gimel, because it's nice and airy, there's nothing that, oh, a king would never do that. It's, you know, the story fits. The story works. But, in you know, those other two shittas, that the only time their Rabbahman would actually enforce their shita, <laughs> is in a small sukkah. Do you actually think the Queen had a teeny sukkah? Do you actually think the Queen had a sukkah that was either four Amas big or seven Tvacham big? The Queen's sukkah was at least as big as the Munkachareb's sukkah, in which case, you said everyone would agree you could have a sukkah as high as you want. The Rupan would agree in that case. In a king's sukkah, which I assume is nice and big, 20 square almas at least, more than four almas. In a king's sukkah, you said no one has a problem with the height. So why is your Huda bringing a proof from a king's sukkah? It's exempt from the height restrictions. It's bigger than it needs to be. If you say that the only time the Chachalim needs the sukkah to be under 20 amis. is not a teeny sukkah, less than 4 amas or less than 7 tzvachan. Do you think a queen would sit in such a sukkah? No! A queen would only sit in a sukkah that's nice and huge. In which case, everyone agrees you can have a sukkah that's too high. The test case is no longer good. Riliyut has no longer proof against the Chachan. Everyone should say it's okay over there. El <speaking> Amar <in Hebrew> says the Gemara, B'Sukkah Ketanam Achleikesh the only time the Chachamim in her Gehuda, the only time the Chachamim enforced their shita is in a teeny sukkah. V'chidarka shel malka v'sukkah Is it the way of a queen? Is it protocol for a queen to sit in a small sukkah? No way! So, everyone agrees that it's kosher. So why, why did the bring a proof against the Chachamim? You see your mouth of kitchen mission is not true where it says, You're right. A a queen has a big sukkah. But within the sukkah, there's compartments. Within the sukkah, there's different little rooms. And there, the sukkah was less than the shear. And therefore, height would be a problem. And therefore, Rabbi Huda did have a good proof against the Chacham. You see, height's not a problem. Where it says, no, it's talking in a case that the sukkah was made compartments, compartments. Small sukkahs, a series of tiny sukkas. sukkahs. In which case, each sukkah is under the small size. In which case, the Chachamen would say it's possible if it's higher than 20 amas. In which case, it was higher than 20 amas, and Rebbe would have brought a valid raya against the Chachamen. So the says, um, no, queens don't sit in compartment sukkahs either. It's not true. jamal <laughs> b'sukkah Is it the way of a queen to sit in a sukkah made of compartments compartments? I mean, come on. The queen needs her room. The queen needs you know, a, a broad expanse. She can't be sitting in such a sukkah. One, forget about the queen in a
1: second. In the regular case, if you have a sukkah with different compartments, how do you look at that? Your Each one's its own sukkah.
0: Depending on how
1: big the compartment is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, long, and As long as it's seven talking
0: and seven talking, then... Yeah, the, yeah, it's a, its own sukkah, and therefore it's a small sukkah, and therefore it can't be higher than 20 hours. Uh, even if you can't get with from yeah.
1: the man. Yeah,
0: yeah. You're, you're in your dollar... Your own dollar, doll- yeah. so to speak. Dollar. So so uh, exactly, right. You, so so you could possible it, though. And what's the say? Is one big sukkah with, like, cubicles? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, again, like I don't know how you have outside access. Maybe like each one, maybe it was around the perimeter. I don't, maybe there was hallways. I don't know. But if it's on the 7 by 7 then it's just part of one big circle, no? No, no, like, like I should say. There. No, I should say. <coughs> when this guy happens, something. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not giving you the benefit of the doubt just because you boxed yourself in into something less than 7 and there's other parts. I might say, oh immediately you didn't have to box yourself in your life. No, why isn't that considered a classroom of Tsukas Because you... The, the, it, it's under... It's under... Those the Schach the, the is all on top. And yeah. The wall happened to be small. The walls that are constricting you. Why is 7 by 7 possible? Because it's not a room. So if it's under 7 by 7 it's, it's, not, possible. it's nothing. No, it's a possible sukkah. So you get possible sukkah. So we don't say that. Because it's nothing, we it's give you... Within the, it's within another circle. Yeah, except you ruined it by making other Thomas. You're right. It could have been within it, but you constructed other divanas around yourself. It could have been within it. But you are him to the cubicles. I'm all the first cube. You didn't even need full walls, like um, you know. Says the Gemara, Rabashi, um, You're right. Of course, the sukkah was huge. The sukkah was huge. The queen had her private compartment. Says the Gemara, le'nitzrecha le sheba. No, the case is, the sukkah was huge. It was befitting of a queen. She happened to have her own <laughs> private cubicle for tzniah's purposes that she didn't think it would be proper that she'd be sitting in the huge sukkah. You
1: say it was small. What
0: does mean small? Yeah. a compartment. Yeah, I mean, but the
1: sharish
0: so, is katan. Yeah, it was small. So, and, and the Gemara is going to explain. And now it's going to be beautiful. Because not only are we going to answer up for the Mandamar that reinstated the Mishnah, reconstructed the Mishnah, we're going to answer up for Yehuda and the Chachamim also using this. Says the Gemara, Amar no, Bashi, the case is necessary. What's the case? It was a big subject. So all, all, you know, all questions are away. It's befitting of a queen. She had a sukkah that was you know, a couple hundred square feet big. But it had a compartment for her. And she sat in that compartment. And here we have our test case. And now we can explain how the Chachamim and Rabbi Huda argued on historical fact. Which means, is one of them lying? Did Hilni Amaka not have a sukkah that's higher than 20 hours? So then Rabbi Huda's right. How did the Chum get out of it? Says Gemara, this is what the Makhlingus <laughs> boils down to. Rabbanan Savri, the Rabbon and hold, bannehah besukah ma'al That what happened was, there was a huge sukkah. She sat in her private compartment, and her boys sat in the big sukkah. And that's why the Chachamim didn't protest, because her sukkah, which was under the minimum size of width, would be possible because it's 20 yamas high. But who cares? She's a lady. Her boys are in the sukkah of the same height, so you have the sukkah that's 80 feet high, 50 yamas 50 high. But it's huge. It's several hundred square feet. So Mimela, that's why the rabbis didn't say anything. The boys were in a kasher sukkah. Ah, I was too high, but it was wide enough. She was in a sukkah that was too small, too high, but who cares, she's a lady. So the scenario of having a big sukkah plus a small compartment not only took care of our problem with the remodification of the Mishnah, it takes care of Rabbi Huda and the Chachamim's fight that each one of them is okay historically. What's the hetzer with the wife sukkah? The sun, right? The well, the with the wets- okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what it worked with. Okay. Yeah. So if she's in a compartment, she's not yet to her sukkah is possible. Right, but the sun. Sure it does because her sukkah is a sukkah to- like that small, and she is not getting shade from her schach. The schach is too high to get shade from the schach because her sukkah is only seven by seven. Her sukkah puzzle. but the boys, yeah, the sukkah is hundred feet in there. The schach is hundred feet in there, but the sukkah is thousand feet wide. The boys weren't with her in her compartment. If you stand next to her wall, yeah. you're not nope. you sta- Yeah No, you're in, in her wall, wall or on the other side? the other side. You're, of course Why? you're Yadzeh. Because your schach is part of an area that's that wide and the area you're in is protected by the schach because due to its width, it's getting shade from the, from the schach. Her area is so small it's not getting any shade from the schach. Why do you
1: think that her, she would make a circle for herself
0: so small? The whole concept is not ready for a mock That's the whole process of saying that this sukkah must have been big because... Yeah. Right, the so, so I her think... Her own thing doesn't make sense. Good gosh. Good gosh. I don't know if what I'm going to say is going to answer it, but... As far as being Yotze, her need to be king-like, queen-like, right. so the sukkah <laughs> was a 747. It was massive the fact that she was a queen, she took her teeny compartment to the side. So her sneas required her to be in a small compartment. Her need to show that she was, you know, capable, yeah, I put up a huge sukkah. She had a little seat in an escalator. So it was like, I'm still, sorry to interrupt. Rashi says that the, the idea that it wasn't queen like
1: is that she has this entourage that's always with her. Right, and, no and, for the and she put them in the big sukkah. Now that there's a big
0: space for the right. entourage, so that, that makes a lot of Right, that was the problem with little compartments in a big sukkah. Right, place. because oh, where are they going to go yeah. ever? Yeah. Right, <coughs> right, right. So, right. so As long like, spread. Right, right. And Rabbi Huda, who brought the raya, so Tabri, Ali held, yeah, her kids were in the big sukkah. So they were in a sukkah that's 100 feet high, but it's 100 feet wide. So they're okay. She, you're right, was in Apostle Sukkah, but who cares? She sat in her compartment because of Snius. And that is the Chachamim's answer why they didn't need a protest. Because who was actually in Apostle Sukkah? Hilni, but she's a lady, she's bought there. Her boys were in the big sukkah. Rabbi Yehuda sovereign, no, this is where Rabbi Yehuda disagrees historically. But you understand how this could be a point of debate. Rabbi said, no, her kids were all in her small compartment. In which case, her kids were in a sukkah that's too not wide, and yet too high, and still they didn't protest. Why didn't
1: the assume that the kids were in that small sukkah?
0: Why didn't the I mean, It's
1: the same case. It's either... Yeah, so it was,
0: we're having a historical debate. But we went from having a historical debate about how big was Hilni Amaha Sukkah to we can all agree on the whole construction of it. We can all agree on the architecture. There was a huge room and there was a teeny room. And we agree on that. And the whole thing was 100 feet high. What do we disagree with? Where did her kids sit? That you could hear how we could have a fight about. I mean, me and you can have a fight about... Remember 15 years ago in the yeshiva sukkah when, like, Enochayim mm-hmm. Shimon threw the thing? No, it wasn't Enochayim Shimon. We can have a fight about where people were sitting 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, so we're, not, we're not, like, we're not, um, we're not, we're not like, liars. Mashenkin, <laughs> if I say yeshiva sukkah was 4 feet high and you say it was 20 feet high, one of us is a liar. So what, what the is doing over here is, like, saying, we're not really arguing on historical fact. We all agree on the architecture, Shabbat. Who is sitting where, that you're right, we, we, we can fight right. about. You know, you, maybe you forgot, maybe I forgot, but neither of us is a liar. Neither of us is distorting history. Where people sat, that already we can't remember. That's what we just did. We minimized the machleikas from, from a fight about how tall Helene Hamad of was, which was <coughs> weird, to a fight. With, everyone agrees how tall it was. It was 100 feet high. Everyone agrees that there were two compartments. There's a huge compartment for all the boys, and there's a teeny compartment for Holy Amalka. We also agree that the rabbis didn't say a thing. So we're so far in agreement about 90% of the story. I Rabbi a maintained the boys were with her and the rabbis still didn't scream. Oh so that so that that Rashi asks this Kasha. And Rashi says that I mean picture the scene. Rashi says they all were lying. With their heads in the sukkah and their bodies out and they like curved around like that, like sardines. And that's how they were in that small compartment. <laughs> I mean, Rashi says, how did seven boys get in a seventh tabach thing? So one option is, we're not even trying to answer that, man, Like, we don't care about him. We, we, we failed to reconcile him before. We're only trying to answer the four Amma Mandamar, but if you want to answer for the for the seventh of Mandamar, Rashi says that there were seven boys, who each got their. They hand want to know in. how it's possible or yeah. how it was. How physically possible? I don't, no one, no one could answer how it was. We're have a video, mm-hmm. but how, Rashi Rashi asked your question, "How is physically possible?" And that's what Rashi answers. Well,
1: like, obviously, some of them have to be sitting on their lap. As said yesterday, so right? Like, but even, really... yeah,
0: even then, you know, you're dealing with a. Um, like cubic measurements, not linear. So it was like physically, even if like they were all stacked up, like how did how did they get? How did their bodies fit? Can't have like seven on top of each other. How did the body? So he says each one had their rosh right, and regular right, body, and the rest was out, and that's how you compensated for this bit. Well, I guess they fanned well, out well, when they who did the same thing, but it doesn't really make sense.
1: Yeah, little kids with a big space, and they're all cramped. It, it's, it's, no, it's, let me ask you a question. It's, it you a question. And this how she always said. No, question, this how she always sat. Your house has
0: a couple bedrooms. Yeah. When you and your wife are trying to talk about something you see in the kitchen, where are all your kids? Good, they're not. They're no all kids. there. They're all there. Yeah, I where are the kids? There's a this room and a that room and there's a ping pong table and there's this and there's that and there's a playground in the back. Get out of here. No, they want to be there. As they as does. Uh, <laughs> so, says maybe she got better food in there. Yeah, who knows? Where's her husband? Her guy husband, guy. yeah, her husband was a guy. Um, her husband, I told you, was her brother. Right. That's what it says on, That's what it says on Wikipedia. I don't know if I don't know if it's on a Jewish source. <laughs> 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 Nothing. <Nusson, laughs> showed me last night on Wikipedia on his phone. Um, that, <laughs> that's what it says. Um, but because um, I wanted to look up where where um, where this kingdom was, but like so, uh, I read the article last night. So yeah, her husband was her brother. So we don't like talking about her much. But there's, she, I mean, she's obviously hey, ma- me. you know, recently married. recently married. Because she has a, a bunch of little ones. Kid. She was miscare, and her husband
1: was Yeah. She was miscare with the kids. Yeah, I
0: don't. Know. <laughs> the, the article said it needed citations. Uh, maybe maybe we'll fix it tonight. <laughs> uh, it says at yeah. the, end, or, or the they that's that's yeah. just miscarry with their kids. With yeah. her kids. But like, like I'm pointing out, yeah, if you have seven... The Gemara, like, eat out one kid that was eight years old, but wasn't I willing used to eke out the rest. Seriously. So, <laughs> it's just a very recent yeah, divorce.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I come out. And by shame. Yeah. Um, <coughs> okay. Says the Gemara, Reb Yehudah Saver, but now... But now, Gabab Yassi, her kids were with her. And therefore there were boys in this teeny sukkah, and it was still too high and yet too small. And the rabbi still didn't say anything about and that's the proof. So now everything is good. Except maybe Ruve, that seven by seven Mandamar, if we bothered to care about him. But everything is good like the four by four Mandomar. Everything is good like Rabbi Hud and the Chachamim. and that's that's that ended nice. Okay. Now let's just finish this off a teeny bit we keep on quoting this shita that a sukkah has to hold rishai, rubai, most of the length of your body gisholchanai and your table and we say this as if it's a davar pashet, but it's not it's actually a machlekis tanai it's actually a machlekis between beishamai and beishila and guess whose shita we quote as if it's pashet Beshamay. Beshamay is the Shita that means Reishai, Rubai, V'sholchanay. Besalom means Reishai, V'sholchanay. So the Gemara is like, hey, hey, one second. You're quoting this as if it's Poshit, but you're actually taking sides in a Tanaim, and you're actually taking Bishama's side. Right. Says the Gemara, Omar Rav Shmuel, Bar Yitzchak, halochad, Yes, this is the Alocha Sricha Shatehei, Machzekes, Reishai, vishal V'sholchanay. Your head... Your body, which everyone agrees, and your shulchan. I'm like, Abba Keman, who are you going like? Are you actually siding like Beshamai in that macho? You're saying I'm like, duh. That's how you translate the next words. Ela Keman? Yeah. Like who? You know who I'm siding like. Ela Like like who else am I siding like? Stop bothering me. You know who I'm siding like. I know. I shouldn't be siding like beshamai and you're making this uncomfortable for me, but yeah, that's who I'm siding like. Iqa some say that the conversation went slightly different. Abba, of Abba, who told you that Mishnah? Mina. It is beshamai and do not move from it, which means although you'd be inclined to move away from beshamai and move to B'Shamayi, do not. Do not move away from a shamashita. That's who I am going like, and that is the Allah. Um, Okay, fine. Then I, we'll, do, we'll do the rest tomorrow. Okay, fine.